welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. If you've heard the show at all this week, you will know that I've been filling in for Brad, but this will be my last day doing that. He will likely take a few more days off, so please stay tuned. He'll be back before too long. Um, and I will be starting my morning mini pod on schedule next week, Tuesday, May 10th. So uh, please be sure to resubscribe to the free feed if you are a subscriber to Patreon or Locals um, in order to hear. So you'll hear me. I'll do the morning thing by 5 a.m. And then Binkley's going to do the afternoon DNB as usual. Uh, but I'm just doing the free stuff. Oh, so you'd have to resubscribe to the propaganda report feed on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you do want to, uh, if you are a Rockfin subscriber or want to become a Rockfin subscriber, there you will hear the DNB XR commercial free. You'll hear my little mini pod, which is going to be the deepest dive of the day, commercial free. And then Brad and I are going to continue to do our deep dives live on rockfin.com slash propaganda report. And you would also then be able to hear the mad ones, which is hosted by our favorite substitute host on the DNB, Cam Harless. Hi, Cam. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm really glad that for the last couple of days, I've been able to sub for you on this show and you've been able to sub for Brad, <laughs> making just a fully substitute hosted show. Yes, it is a circle <laughs> of some kind. And I, but it is unfortunate that it is sad circumstances because dad, um, Brad's dad died over the weekend. And uh, I'm sure it's very hard on him. Um, his mother died about a year ago, also uh, in May last year, uh, because I hate for sad circumstances to bring me a little bit of joy, which is spending time with you, Cam. But, yeah. you know, you've got to take your joys when you can. That's true. And when I, one one thing I'll say, just to uh, shamelessly promote myself, is we do have a show tonight at 8.30 oh, great. Mm -hmm. Eastern Time, and we're going to be talking to an autopsy tech and an embalmer about death. So it's it's kind of like a oddly timed let's just thing. Just say that that acknowledge that that was planned way in advance. Yeah, like two months ago. <laughs> Where are people going to be able to find that? Well, the best place, unfortunately, is YouTube because that way I can bring comments onto the screen and ask him those questions. But that's YouTube.com/slash The Mad Ones. Okay, and then that's live. And if people yeah. want to catch up with it later, it would it's, be somewhere else. Yeah, it's on Rockfin, it'll be on YouTube, it'll, it'll be on be Odyssey, on and it'll be Definitely. on any podcatcher you can find. Okay, well, good. That's, uh, yeah, I think it's cool that you do a live show and that you get, then you can get comments in real time and then that it's also available later. So, okay, <laughs> let's get on to our big stories of the day. I... Would you mind leading us off? I, I've really fallen behind in my following of the Ukraine Russian stuff. I really well, realized that I should go to sleep and wake up thinking about it, but I'm a little saturated from <laughs> that. Well, I, I will start by saying I felt like today while I was looking for news, there wasn't anything that was like huge because we just had such big news that we talked about yesterday that all of these little stories just seem like little stories again. And so it's sad, but let's talk about Ukraine for a second because I, what I think is interesting is um, the Pope's take on things because for one, like conversations about war and politics are not a thing I ever want to hear from the Pope. I, I, I actually don't want my 
religious leaders to be a part of Babylon at all. You know what I mean? I don't want them to be in that. <laughs> totally. Realm. That's what my mother says. Like, what is he worried about the environment? It's not his job. <laughs> but of course the Pope, uh, he, he spoke with a, um, an Italian, uh, paper. Cause obviously he's in Italy, but he, the, the headline here is Pope Francis warns pro-war Russian patriarch not to be Putin's altar boy. Which oh, I think patriarch is like the closest thing they have to a pope in the Russian Orthodox. Yeah, Church. right. The so the the head of the the Russian Orthodox Church, um, po, uh, Patriarch Kirill, he told him, and I just have to tell you, the Pope who has been known, him and some other popes in the past to cover up all, crimes against altar boys. It sounds so much more threatening oh, for him to use that phraseology. Oh. I read it and I was yeah. like a little gross for you to say that. Frank, Try yeah. to choose different Ed, words, Frank, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's a simple I think story. he's not my Pope. I think Benedict is actually my Pope. Hashtag That's not it. my Pope. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. But I think, I actually think Benedict is, I don't know. I have to investigate that, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, I guess you have your choice because they're both wearing the whites. That's true. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not Catholic, so I, I don't have a dog oh. in the fight, but I will say Benedict seems a lot better and you and I may talk about this offline, but uh, Benedict's particular shift in his concept of purgatory is fascinating to me. Oh no, don't do it on offline. Tell me now. Well, no, it's so I I'm very, so he essentially his idea and I, I'd have to go back and read what I read, but he's one of a few Catholic and not Orthodox Orthodox are a little bit more open, but Catholic people who kind of did away with the concept of the the of purgatory and so far what he thought is it happened in a moment rather than the common catholic belief that it happens over time and you have to have like this eternity time. minus a minute is basically right. how i was taught but it happens <laughs> in that moment but that moment is outside of time so it feels like an eternity that is what but, i was always taught yeah but his 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 shift is kind of was kind of saying that it that it's more or less over in Dude, a moment period. That's which messed is fascinating. up incentives right there. <laughs> but I just found it fascinating. Like, like I could probably have a long conversation about this because this, this like the, the intermediate state, all this stuff in Christianity is so fascinating to me. You're going to have to give so me a link for that. I'll, I'll find, I'll find something for you. Cause the concept um, of purgatory is definitely one of those things where you kind of don't like, you got to do a lot of time Yeah, and it kind of helps you stay focused on avoiding that time. It's, it's, right. it's good incentive system. But anyway, it's, I'm sure he has his reasons. <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 it was pretty interesting to see. But the Pope has told this Italian news agency that he spoke to Patriarch Carol for 40 minutes on a Zoom call. He said that the first 20 minutes that the Patriarch read to him a from a card all of the justifications for the war. And so he, he's... which may be true but he's definitely this is an odd time to say this especially since it happened back in march and he's it looks like he's trying to paint the patriarch in a bad light especially since they're about to roll out the six rounds sixth round of um sanctions the eu in the united states <laughs> he's on the list he's on the list the patriarch carol's on the list wow well i assume he's not like a a billionaire oligarch and the patriarch, but he might be. I mean, I, I'm sure Frank wouldn't like it. So <laughs> um, Archbishop Vigano, I always want to call him Vigano, but I think it's Vigano, <laughs> wrote, I, I found it. I read a couple, like a week, 10 days ago, 
a nine page thing on Ukraine and it went way back and it folded in how corrupt our government is here. And I mean, if, if you want to convince a Catholic or give them backstory, I think Vigano's got it. So Francis, Pope Francis should have been informed by now because Vigano was the, the like ambassador from the Vatican to the U S for a while. Like the guy's got standing and, yeah. and, Pope Francis has been mouthing off about this for a while, so he probably should have vetted the other side of the story. Although I guess the idea is that Kirill, he allowed Kirill to make his case. Right. And so in well, one of the things that I will say I liked that the Pope said uh, was, brother, we're not clerics of the state. We cannot use the language of politics, but that of Jesus. The patriarch cannot transform himself into Putin's altar boy. Like I said, it's just bad wording coming from Ooh, the Pope. Like it's just, yeah. but yeah, so it, it's just a little story. I find it interesting that it comes out and the Pope decided to have this conversation right before they're discussing sanctions. And yeah, I do. I do. I listen very carefully at church and I never hear them say anything, but like pray for the Ukrainian people or whatever. They never say, may the West be victorious or any of that. Thank goodness. But I do absolutely pray for Alexander Zakharchenko and the guys who were suffering for eight years in the Donbass region. So yeah. I just I wish somebody would like think about the 14,000 people who died before this storm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, so to follow up, yeah, what else is going on? No, I was going to say to follow up on a story we did in the XR, but not in the main feed. Um, there was the conversation about what uh, Lavrov had said about. Oh, yeah. Kind of connecting Zelensky to Hitler because Hitler yes. may have had Jewish ancestry and Israel was pissed off. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so, oh, he went further than that. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> but Russia doubled down. They didn't. Uh, go, oh, no, no, no. That's I thought not he what doubled down. Like <laughs> he doubled down. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so uh, Russian Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova, Zakharova. Yeah. Uh, she said um, she. They decided we're not backing off of this. She said, "I'll say something that the politicians in Israel who are now inflating their information campaign are unlikely to want to hear. Perhaps they'll be interested." In Ukraine, Israeli mercenaries are actually shoulder to shoulder with the Azov militants. Really? Does she yeah. have evidence of that? Sometimes she said, I saw it. The UN. She said, I saw it. And she said that she has a video. Wasn't it the Israeli mercenaries who were the snipers at the Maidan who shot both the police and the protesters and came out about it because they hadn't gotten paid? Were they, were they Israeli? I, I'm not sure. All I know is that when while I was reading that article, it's amazing how Jewish... Ukraine is. They were even talking about how like 7,000 yeah, people. Because the Khazars people... went there. The Khazarians, the 13th tribe. There were millions of, yeah. supposedly according to Arthur Kessler's book, The 13th Tribe, that there was a, a culture in the steppe that was a trading region that that was facilitated trade among Jews, Christians, and Muslims. And that they felt they needed a unifying religion and they said all three of those groups acknowledged Judaism. So yeah. they converted the Kagan, the king, converted to Judaism. And then when they were run out of the steppe by the Rus, I think, they went, I think, primarily to Ukraine and then down like into Germany and stuff. So when you think of uh, what happened during the Holocaust, a lot of those 
people were not, I think I could be wrong about this, but I, I read the book, uh, not Sephardic, like having come up from the Middle East, but they were the Ashkenazi, Ashkenazi I think, who came over the top. And that's why you have like a weird, you know, otherwise you would think of the migration as being kind of Middle Eastern heavy and pushing up through like Turkey and stuff, but it wasn't, it came around the back. Like if you look at the population, so that is why I think, and Victoria Newland's husband's name is Kagan, which was the king of the Kazarians and they're Ukrainian. He is. And so is Victoria Newland who did the yeah. coup. Well, and I found out that there are a lot of dual citizens between Israel and Ukraine. Like, but that's illegal. Plus. That's illegal. So Kolomoisky, who's the scariest guy in Ukraine, scariest guy ever being Ukraine, he said he was a, a citizen of Ukraine, Israel, and either the U.S. or Switzerland. And he said double citizenship is illegal, but nobody said anything about triple citizenship. <laughs> well, uh, so after after uh, Lavrov's statement, uh, the following day, the Russian foreign ministry said the current Israeli government supports the neo-Nazi regime in Kiev. Moscow also mentioned cooperations between Jews and Nazis through history, uh, such as Judenrats, which I've never heard this phrase before, but it sounds extremely anti-Semitic. Um, well, don't bring extreme anti-Semitic words. You're not, you can't say, I don't like well, no. any of that. I don't like people saying. Well, no, so I, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is because this is a different language than I speak, but I'm just saying the, the sound of it all sounds right, like right. that. Um, Jewish councils that reported the Nazis while conceding that the phenomenon was marginal. So they go, this happened. There were Jews that were apparently against Jewish people, but that was only a little bit. And like so that's Soros? why they're, they're not, they're not going to back off of uh, Lavrov's Hitler comment. Didn't Soros do that? I'm sure he did. I cannot find where the mercenaries were from who did that the snipers on both sides of the Maidan. But I do have this the hidden audio of the EU minister being told by the Estonian foreign minister <laughs> that the Ukrainians don't want to do an investigation because they are finding that the same guys shot both sides in order to turn that Maidan violent because you know they ran Yushchenko yeah, right. at a uncharges of murder. For, for shooting the protesters, but it was the snipers who shot the protesters. Yeah, it was a, a black flag situation. Anyway, see, so I missed that story, which probably would have horrified me because I was looking that thing up on the mercenaries. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, it passes yeah. the muster of considerateness. Go ahead. Yeah, I, it just sounds wrong. I don't know if it, it is. Sounds wrong. It yeah, was yeah. on. It was it was on a regular regular article, so I'm sure it's passable as news. Well, um, or but, it could be a trap could be you know they see these things that they get you that you don't you know how i lost my wordpress account they put a um, picture of a kid from a very famous school shooting as a kid who is the victim of a different school shooting of the pat castani school and it was like the exact same picture not a picture of the same kid the exact same picture but had a different name under it hmm. and it was on the bbc website and i was like look at this <laughs> and they're like That's oh they fake you. news i'm like it's not my fake news it's their fake news <laughs> but speaking of fake news yesterday i told you that people were starting to say that they thought on victory day of may 9th P putin was going to officially declare war against ukraine wow yes and russia responded 
nah, that's nonsense. There's no chance of that happening. Putin is going to deliver a speech on May 9th like he always does. He's going to oversee a military parade, and this is just propaganda. Okay. Uh, so, asked we'll and answered see. within 24 his, hours. Well, his speeches <laughs> are just whole nother level compared to our dumb so-called statesmen. Like his speech <laughs> to... So they, I guess they still have to do declarations of war which yeah. we don't do anymore for whatever reason than post-constitutional America. So he had, before he started dropping bombs on Ukraine, he had to go to the legislative body and explain himself. So he, there's this speech he gave, which kind of lays it all out. I think Pope Francis probably should have read that before putting Kirill on the kill list. Yeah. <laughs> because it was all in there and it goes way back. I mean, so anyway, it's always interesting. It's kind of like the way you, you see before Bojo, the British prime ministers, a lot of times they were ministers. They were ministers, so they had to get and scrum it up in parliament, and they had to be able to talk their way out of a paper bag. But uh, it didn't actually result in any better outcome. So I, I always take like a well-spoken statesman as, you know, doesn't mean they're going to have liberty and justice for all. Yeah, it almost, they almost never do. <laughs> they almost never do. Okay, so on a lighter note... <laughs> Dave Chappelle was attacked at the Hollywood Bowl. And like I say, anytime I think something's real, that's the only time I'm ever wrong. So, <laughs> it, before I even so before I even bring the story, but the first time I wrote the story it was like it kind of looks real because when you see the guy getting taken away, his arm looks broken. And yeah. he looks a whole lot better than Will Smith who was laughing when he walked away. And uh it was like the venue, I guess the Hollywood Bowl security and there was a TMZ chick, I think it was, who said, oh, he got the crap beat out of him. Everybody converged on him onto stage and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow. So I guess this is like more like a copycat than yeah. a fake thing. But then I saw the video and it didn't look like everybody converged on this kid and, and beat the crap out of him. I looked again, like from a different angle of him getting in the thing with his arm looking really weird. And it looked like he was doing it. He was yeah. making his arm look weird. And, uh, Chris Rock was there and said, oh, was it Will Smith? Ark, ark. And then, but before that, five minutes before this happened or a minute before it happened, David Chappelle was saying how they had increased security because people are now worried. So it was completely, you know, on cue. The guy had a, they called it a replica gun. And yeah. I don't know if you know the difference between a duplicate and a replica. A duplicate is like a copy of something. A replica is a copy uh, by someone who made the original. So Rodan makes replicas. So I'm not using that word because I don't think it's correct, but it's a <laughs> fake gun with a real switchblade in it, but we don't well, know if he they actually made it sound it. like it shot blades rather than was an assisted opening knife. Like they, when you, I read oh, two different articles. Am I wrong? Well, I no, but I read two different articles and they talked about like one of it sounded like blades shot out rather than it being like a switchblade, like that it, I saw oh like it disconnected from the thing like a projectile yeah that's what oh, that's that, what it read okay. like I'm which I, is I could have been super bizarre it could have because I, I, I tried to find one if I could get it online but I can't so <laughs> but no I do think that it's interesting that Chris Rock was there because with that situation I think it was completely planned but I don't know if it was planned on Chris Rock's side I don't know if he knew it was coming the Will Smith this, thing yeah, because I he think there's this did. moment, but there's this moment with, if you watch the video and you watch it again, I showed it to Binkley okay. and I was like, there's a moment he, he tries to decide whether or not he's going to destroy 
Will Smith with words and decides not to. Eh, isn't it? And so I think I think it was definitely planned on Will Will Smith's right, side, but right. I don't think they I think they may not have told him what was going to happen in advance. Yeah. All right. Well, the the uh, just so uh, to correct the record, it was a BuzzFeed reporter, Brianna Sachs, not TMZ, and uh, I can't remember. Binkley was anticipating this, and I don't know if the point is to increase security or to push this stuff into the metaverse. Do you remember what the idea behind changing the tone in live events is? I, d I don't. In but theory, all, theoretically. All I know I is that I'm not surprised it was Dave Chappelle. Because, because he's so totally sold out. Well, no, because I mean, if you, I mean, if you look at it on its face, Dave Chappelle, I mean, if you watch his, his hour, where he does the the trans jokes right, the and stuff like that. It's 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 not bad. It's good, and he's not being transphobic. He's just laying different stuff. I mean, it's not bad, but he got. It's called people called his hour a hate crime. Well, so look, if anyone was going to get and have that happen to him, I'm not surprised it was. Dave well, Chappelle. that's what he said before it happened. That that's what yeah. it was about. So I don't know if this this kid was trans. He didn't look trans. Looked like a young black guy, yeah, guy guy. Normal. And I just, uh, I think that, I just feel like Chappelle, he must have learned his lesson after he thought that he could go on without, once he once he hit that echelon, they offered him the money and he bugged out and he tried to just make it on his own like he did before. And I just don't think it worked. I think now, like, he's had to really go full, full operative. Yeah. I mean, he was the first one to, I think, require vaccines, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, he I was one on the forefront of the new of of opening the world up again. Yeah, I think. I and didn't know. he do a, a a a tour with Joe Rogan too? Oh, I don't know about that. Because uh, I, I feel I feel like one of my friends went to a Joe good. Rogan Dave Chappelle show. It, it might have been. Yeah. And so I, I mean, know. I'm not saying Joe Rogan is a plant, but is he not? <laughs> He he could easily be someone who just doesn't know. I mean, he, that's true. You know, he could do his thing, and they're just like throw it all up there, and we'll pull out the ones that we don't want. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and once he got convinced that the moon landing was real, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Whether it be one thing or another, <laughs> to paraphrase Lysander Spooner. So, oh, um, I was very sad to see that. A girl who I didn't even know who she was, but I've used her GIF or GIF. What do you say? It's GIF. generational GIF. Yeah, because it's graphic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the GIF uh, many times of the girl who goes, she goes like this and she's yeah. like a little girl. She, I didn't know this, was on Toddlers and Tierra. Her name was Kalia Posey. She's 16 and they say she committed suicide. So this is another one. So last, oh, so last time this happened, so there were three in six weeks, there were three collegiate athletes, all happened to be blonde, around 20 or 21, all of whom supposedly killed themselves. The first one, Katie Meyer, I was, I thought there was something weird about her parents' interview like two days in, but whatever. And I saw an article that said MRNA linked to suicidal thoughts or tendencies. And I was like, okay, that's total disinformation. I don't know, whatever. And I got an email from someone saying, I don't, I'm not sure that's disinformation because anecdotally I've heard that this, you know, may be a thing. So yeah. I have absolutely no idea, but this girl, all these girls were successful, um, really, really successful. So yeah. they were all star athletes. This girl was, um, 
whatever. She just made the cheerleading squad. She was a teen. She was a whatever beauty pageant queen and, and a contortionist. But she just in one and all these were like just totally unexpected. And this just one fleeting moment. I mean, I just I find it. I find these stories very hard to believe because that one fleeting moment thing is not usually how it works. I've known some. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it seems that unless you have some sort of um, medicinal help, typically these kind of things don't they take a lot of time and planning and thought. Yeah. Like I, 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 I don't know many people who haven't sat and thought about it for a long month yeah, or have before failed that. attempts. I mean, I don't um, know. It's not but, a I mean, topic. Of course, you know, there's the, the case of, you know, what's it called? Uh, what's the, um, the drug that people use? Not it's, um, anti-anxiety. Anti oh, Xanax. Uh, not Xanax. It's the other one. Prozac. Prozac. Oh, has, they had trials against them when it first came out because if you take it, you can, one of the primary side effects from the beginning until you get used to it is suicidal ideation oh my and suicidal tendencies. And so like, there without, are some that do that. I know Lexapro, if you, re, if you withdraw too quickly, you can have that. Yeah. But I mean, with, with uh, Prozac, it happens immediately. So that's a, that's a, and this is one. absolutely official. Like that's in the, the literature. It's in, it's in the side effects. My, my wife was, um, talking to a doctor the other day and they were talking about using Prozac and she was like, I don't know. I I'm kind of worried about Prozac. And she's like, do you have any suicidal thoughts now? Cause you might once you start taking it. So, you know, yeah. I'm just saying, unless there's some kind of medicine, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some form of medicine introduced before that. That's happened. an interesting thought. Like I, I, I do. Um, I'm not one of those people who thinks that I know a lot of people think this and I'm sure it's true, but I remember when I was reading that Ted Kaczynski thing, it was like at a certain point, in our totally denatured world, you need drugs to get through. You know, you're not, you, it would be great if you could go, you could hike up a mountain every day or hunt for your own food, but you can't. So you may have to have augmented um, help. So I'm not one who's against that. And I think Prozac is one of the least like risky and unknown yeah. ones, but I wouldn't, now that you mention it, it, it may be that those drugs are so pervasive that it does happen. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's you hard just to, know, to watch just, you... these like that thing with the athletes. I looked, there was a study done. I think it was released in 2015 uh, about the nine years prior to the study. And there were only six NCAA female athletes who had taken their own lives. And in this case, there were three and six weeks. Yeah. So I feel like there's something unusual and I don't feel like it's locked down because I don't think anybody's locked down anymore. Right. All I'm saying is if you start taking a medicine, that has that on the side effects list, have someone watch you, have someone oh, take yes. care of you and, you and, and look after you. Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Now, we have to take a break, uh -huh. and we are going to get to, I'm not going to call it the deepest dive of the day because it's not a very deep dive. So I will call it the last story of the free 30, and that's going to be about weather modification outing itself. And... I want to tell you before we get to that about what we're going to talk about in the XR. I think we should, we, we always just chit chat personally, but it is my <laughs> second official last DNB XR. It probably will be my last, last yeah. DNB XR. So we'll leave that as a surprise. We'll see what we're going to talk about. We've got little topics, but yeah, maybe we'll just dish. And if you like the show, if you like me, if you like Brad, if you like Cam, Go to Rockfin, rockfin.com slash propaganda report, where you can find 
at this point, all the content that any of us puts out. You can find cams at rockfin.com slash the mad ones. And you also get the uh, remaining um, partnership of Pinkley and I on air, which is the deep dives live. So, and you can get all the old ones. You can join now and go back and watch all the old ones. They're still there. And that's it. And thank you always to our sponsors, truehemscience.com, my fave, and uh, all the other great people and firms who have sponsored us. And now on to the last big story of the free 30. Uh, yeah, we don't have a lot of time. Get a cam. I was just gonna say I have questions because I've heard you talk about chemtrails before, yes. but I haven't I haven't done a lot of digging into chemtrails. Yeah, it's and hard so, to dig. So I, I think that I have some basic questions about what what do you think the purpose are? Yes. Purposes okay. of that. So of that. I'll just tell you this. I see them all the time. It's very clear they only come out and sometimes and they when they come out, they come out in all different directions, different altitudes, whatever, on a blue sky. A lot of times here, it comes out when there's some moisture coming in from the ocean and it pushes the clouds down. So they predict rain. It doesn't happen. And the, the sky takes on a little bit of an eerie quality. So it's been suggested to me that that's pushing that to a different place to rain. So, so the story today was, somebody said this to me, it was off of YouTube. I want to give that person a hat tip. J-Bone. Thank you. Uh, a YouTube video of a, of a report in Sacramento from just a couple of days ago saying, oh, this is what the meteorologist said. It is mm -hmm. really ridiculous and unbelievable. She said, we were at the airport, the local airport, doing a different story. This is the meteorologist <laughs> about a plane. And we happened to see this weird plane with these weird things sticking out of it. And we decided to investigate. Ends up, those things shoot out sulfur iodide or something, and they seed the clouds. And Sacramento, in order to promote the hydraulic power to replace fossil fuels in the name of climate, they seed the clouds so that there's more rain in the facility. Otherwise, they can't get their hydroelectric power. And uh, it's a cloud seeding operation, and it's super cool. And SMUD is doing it, which is like the Sacramento Municipal Utility District, something like that. And she explains really articulately, like she clearly rehearsed this, that what it does is it creates these, like all clouds that are going to rain have these seeds, these little points of condensation. And if you put some more in there and it's a cloud that's going to rain anyway, it'll rain sooner or more where you want it if you seed the clouds. And that's what they do there. And isn't that funny that I just happened upon it? So J-Bone <laughs> was like, "Why did she, where did this story come from? Like who wrote that for her? This is weird. So I looked up smud, whatever, sat cloud seeding. And I saw like basically the exact same things that she was saying with like big words and just this phrased in the same way. Clearly they wrote it for her. And the article that I read was from April 23rd. So clearly they are coming out about this, even though you can see that it's, they've been doing it for a really long time. And uh, so that is the, that's the cloud seeding, which they maybe do for hydraulics. Maybe they do it to move water to over the soybeans instead of the avocados or whatever. I don't know why they do it. They, it could be that, uh, they want to make sure like have theories. I don't know exactly why, but they want to make sure that nothing can really be grown naturally that you're not going to get the sun or the rain that you really need to be able to grow something 
um, to be off the grid growing, like in God's nature, it has, to, and, and they are moving industrial farming, like kind of indoors. I think some people have said that it's getting that highly controlled and, uh, and that it would be, you can't control the population without controlling the food supply. So I think that's part of it. They say it's, it's climate change that they're reacting to, but I think they actually bring climate change in order to justify that. Mm. And that's, I mean, you know, so I have wondered why they do it here. It's to stop the rain. And it's very hard to find where any literature on how it causes droughts or stops rain. That is basically impossible to find, but cloud seeding you can find everywhere, but does, there's a lot, a lot of stuff about them doing it in China and in China. The one thing I was reading extensively on this this morning that they, well, I had read this before that India gets mad because it steals their rain. And what is stealing mm -hmm. rain, but causing a drought somewhere else. But also China was being criticized for the impact on the outlying areas that their cloud dispersal program had when they were having some kind of public event. And I don't know if I ever told you this about when I was at the World Cup in Russia and it was raining, 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 but Russia got way further along than they expected, or at least somewhat further along. And my husband's like, too bad it's going to rain on them. And I was like, it's not going to rain on them. Not going to rain on them. It is not going to rain on them. And like, it totally, it was almost too much. It could have been a coincidence because it literally stopped raining right before the game and started raining right after the game. But in the suite we were in, he said, uh, she thinks they stopped the rain on purpose. And somebody behind us said, oh yeah, they do that sometimes for big events. <laughs> and he was like, what? I'm like, yeah. So. Yeah. What's that Paul McCartney song about blue skies? There's there's Blue there's some song, but um there, there's a song by uh Paul McCartney. No, it's not Paul McCartney. Um and he it's something about Blue Skies. I can't remember the na name of the song, but there was a, a concert he did years ago where he wanted the skies to be blue, so he paid someone to fly over wow. to get rid of the clouds, yeah, so that he could sing that blue sky song. Wow, I believe that. And then I think they was it the Super Bowl that was out here this year? There was like all the sky riding in a circle around the thing. Now here it wasn't, didn't look like it was going to threaten terrain or anything, but I was wondering what they were spraying on the people yeah. because it was sky riding in the exact, like around where the people were sitting. Oh, wow. and it didn't really say like, it said like, welcome, you know, it didn't really say anything. And sometimes you'll see it looks like sky riding, but if you look closely, it didn't really say anything. It's mm -hmm. like poofs. And yeah. that I think is just them really going overboard and not wanting you to, to tell, but it only just, it, it just, for me, I've never really been great at being satisfied by the research and even the so-called experts don't I mean, maybe I just haven't um, gone deep enough or whatever. I just don't know enough about the science to be able to say for sure that I'm convinced by what those guys are saying, but it is absolutely the patterns out here are very clear of what they do. So, I mean, you just can't look up without seeing that pattern and it's just, I mean, they say, well, sometimes they leave trails and sometimes they don't because of the atmospheric level and the altitude and whatever. It's like, but that doesn't make sense because it's just all or nothing. The, the weather can be the same three days in a row and it only happens on one day. And then that day it happens like all over the place. And then the impact on the clouds, it's very clear. And sometimes they fly under it and you can see it's that it's silver, which is what I was telling you the other day. Yeah. Well, and the only reason I ask, you know, about what you think is because a lot of times when I hear people talk about chemtrails, they seem to not be talking about how it affects clouds or this, that or the other. It's about getting chemicals into the rainwater for people to drink or something like it, that. It, it might be. Which, I mean, why, why there's do that? Well, there's a treatment plant. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, there's aluminum found in places where there should be no aluminum. So it's probably okay. in the air. And then we have the Alzheimer's problem, which they find aluminum in people's brains, which could come from antiperspirant. I don't know. There's aluminum mm -hmm. in that. Uh, so I don't know about further stuff like that. But if you want to find evidence that they do it, you have to look at it from the weather modification. Like, you know, they, yeah. they might have sinister motives and I think they do. But if you want to do research, you have to be, you have to focus on weather modification. They only really admit to cloud seeding, but you will see India's mad at China because they steal their rain or China does cloud dispersal for special events. So now we, we can all agree that they have the technology. It works. They do it. They have programs. They put money on it. There are planes. And then you can say, okay, now that we've stipulated or established all of that, yeah. now we can talk about, do you believe they will only use it for good? <laughs> you know? yeah. Then you're talking about <laughs> a different question. Yeah. So, and so that's all I was wondering. Cause you know, like I, like I said, I've heard a lot of these, these seemingly out there conversations about it, but I'm always like, but what's the, why that? Because it's never, I've never heard the chemical the particular thing, like without out, outside of the weather stuff. I've every time I've heard people talk about it, I've just been like, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But now, the, this they, makes sense. What, what the, that Ben Livingstone or Livingston, who I think it was an early Infowars thing. He was upset about Katrina because he said they should have seeded the clouds over the ocean. Mm. And he didn't even say they seeded the clouds over New Orleans, which I think they did. And there was like an event 201 for that the year before, basically. And wow. then um, there was like Harvey, I think, in Houston. Houston's 30 miles inland. I lived there and there was a hurricane coming when I lived there and everybody was freaking out. It was right after Katrina. And I was like, it's 30 miles inland. Don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden they got a hurricane. I was like, oh, they must have. I mean, I assume they seeded it over Houston. Yeah. So they can do some destructive stuff like that. And I think that they do. But if you want to know, we, I'm not a conspiracy nut. I'm telling you, they're doing it in China and they admit it. And they're doing it in Sacramento. <laughs> you know? yeah. They admit it. Well, that, and, the and that's why I asked, because I, I knew that you would tell me like the not conspiracy. What I know and what I don't it. know. Right. Yeah. So, so, but what's important about this really is that it's on the news. Yeah. It's on the news now. Okay. So they're ready. They're rolling it out. Right. You know, it might take a while. They feel people out. If you ever look at like how psyops work, they they feel it out. They pull back. They go if it's really working, they go forward. They can put another phase into it, or they can just wind it down. So they're definitely probing. Would call that yes. probe. Anyway, it's in the show notes, and uh, <laughs> that's a wrap. And we shall move into the XR. So yeah, this is my last day subbing for Brad, and uh, he should be back before too long. He might take a couple more days off. I think he should take as long as he needs, but I am, uh, I've got some traveling to do, so I'm not going to be able to sub, but I will be back next week uh, seeing if people like my little, the best I can do is going to be, you know, 10 minutes a day in the morning. I'll try to get it there in time for your shower, shave, or makeup, or whatever. And hopefully that will keep us connected. So check that out in the free feed for the Propaganda Report on your favorite podcasting platform. And with that, on with the DNBXR. And for those who aren't joining us there, have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks.